How's it going, guys? Welcome back to HQI Sports. I'm your host, Josh Haas, back from fall break, right back here on VIC Radio on Saturday with my co-host, Parker. More than ever, well, early afternoon, everybody. It's right, yeah. It's at, it's, at that point, it's at that point of day where you're like, Shucks. do we do morning, do we do afternoon? We got no idea. But on today's show, we'll be going over the NBA season start. Lots of headlines already to start the season. Uh, we'll go over the NFL Week 7 preview. i uh, got a new segment for you guys also called Over Underrated. We'll get into that later in the show. And then finally, we'll conclude with some MLB playoffs. So, absolute jam-packed show today. Cannot wait to get started. Uh, let's get right into it, Parker. Runs to immortality and will be remembered forever in the Chiefs' kingdom. He drives one deep left field. That goes up to back near the wall. It's out of here. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Thank you guys so much. I love you. And once again, welcome back to HQI Sports here on VIC Radio. Uh, let's get straight into the HQI headlines for today. Uh, let's start with the NBA, though. Let's go with the NBA. Uh, ben Simmons has been in the news all week long. Uh, back on Tuesday, we heard that he was kicked out of practice by Doc Rivers for not participating and being in distraction and was suspended consequently for one game. And then on Friday, yesterday, uh, we also got reports that Ben Simmons had a meeting with both Coach uh, Doc Rivers, uh, teammates, and medical staff uh, discussing his mental health uh, being, a, uh, being a big issue uh, and, and cause for a lot of the problems that, it, that we've been seeing in the past you know, months. For, like, it's, this has been going on for a while now. But uh, Ben Simmons then said that he's not going to be able to participate in games or practice for a little while because of that mental health. Although in the collective bargaining agreement that uh, Adrian Wojnarowski I was talking about uh, yesterday as well, uh, it does state that a player can uh, still receive this, still not be he he can't be fined uh, for mental health reasons. Uh, so maybe that was a was a cause for him saying that to his teammates. Not sure. Uh, Parker, what do you what's your what's kind of your takeaway from the, from all these headlines throughout the week? Yeah, I really I have a hard time saying that like that this mental health stuff isn't. Isn't legit. I mean, it's, I really, it's, I really it's, want to. It's, it's I, literally in the collective bargaining agreement. It yeah. says, uh, I can literally read it right now. It, it protects players' salaries for for failing to render services if such failure has been caused by the player's mental disability. So it, it's literally right there in the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I see that there. And my whole concern is, man, he's been so rude and so not. Um, what's what's the word? Not non diplomatic throughout this entire right. thing, trying to force his way out, and this is just kind of a scummy thing to do if it's if it's not really his mental health. Obviously, I don't know, you don't know, nope. no, no one but him actually knows that. But if this is if this is just his way of getting out of those fines, that is such a scummy thing to do. I mean, like you just said, we can't obviously make assumptions here. We, we're not we're not presently you know we're not in this we don't situation. Know ben we're just we're just people who who love sports who are going to be obviously talking about the situation. Yeah. And I think it was really interesting. I don't know if you saw this, but um, center for the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, Jason Kelsey, actually put out something on social media discussing everything everything that's been going on with Ben Simmons and the 76ers. I did see it. And I'm not going to read out the full tweet because there's obviously some not-so-friendly language in there. But he basically was saying, like, Philadelphia obviously is a tough city to play professional sports in. No one disagrees with that. But at the same time... If you work on your game and acknowledge your mistakes and learn to improve from your previous failures, 
the city will love you in return. 100%. And I feel like that's something that Ben Simmons just isn't seeing like, clearly. We're, see, we're like, seeing that with Jalen Hurts right now with the Eagles. Like, like yeah. He's putting in the work, and the city is starting to respond to him. I mean, obviously the team, the Eagles, are, Suck, are, don't have they don't they don't have the the greatest amount of success. But I, like you know, the 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 personality and like the appearance, like how both like the media portrays them. The difference the difference between Jalen Hurts and Ben Simmons is enormous. It, considering that both had very rough ends the last year. Right. Yeah. Um. But looking at this whole looking at this Ben Simmons thing, looking at how it started, it started because he refused to like try to improve himself. He was trying to put all the blame on his teammates. Now that said. I am still on the side that it was not right of Joel Embiid to call out his teammate and say that he was the reason that they didn't win that playoff series. Yep. I, th- I think the Hawks would have beaten him if Ben Simmons had played well. But I think that that was a bad leg to start on. But Ben Simmons could have handled this a lot better early on. Now, uh, now this has obviously been very stressful. And if that stress has caused a strain on his mental health, that can harm his career long term, honestly. Well, and I think the the, the main thing that I – you know, tend to come back toward is how is this going to be affecting the Seventy Sixers as a whole? Because Ben Simmons just Ben Simmons is just one player. The Seventy Sixers are like fifteen, sixteen players. Yeah, and we did they just lost last night to the Nets to a great Nets team. Don't get me wrong, um, but I feel like Embiid so far during this season. I mean, the season's literally been two games pretty much. Yeah, but Embiid I think is t- sort of evolving into that leadership role that I think Philadelphia has wanted to see from him. Embiid is a terrifying player. He well. On the court, he's a monster. I'm yeah. not. There's no denying that. But I think Embiid has always been kind of like that fun, you know, sort of personality oh, type guy. I think it's really cool to kind of see him step up as a leader as Ben Simmons has Ben Simmons' uh, career is like slowly just going down the drain. I, I think it's. I think it's a very interesting relationship. I wouldn't be shocked if we see uh, something similar to James Harden last year, where okay. he's, this is going to be bad for a couple more weeks. Then he's going to play, and he's going to try to play his absolute best like Mm -hmm. i i could see him putting some genuine work in for a couple weeks right before the trade deadline he gets moved not for a monster package because he's clear he's not an offensive powerhouse but to someone who early in the season realizes oh we need defense yep they they might move some stuff for him uh that could be when we see that timberwolves trade that was rumored for a while Uh, uh or or Maybe even Golden State. I mean, I mean, there's been so much speculation and rumors throughout, you know, the summer and up until now. Oh, yeah. um, I honestly have no idea when the, when a trade might be going down. I mean, Daryl Morey um, just recently is as kid has always been preaching to the, preaching to the media like Simmons, like he will not accept anything that he considers not, you know, a king's ransom for Ben Simmons. That's true. Like, he will he will either play for us. Or we will, or you will have to give up everything in order to get him. Like, <laughs> yeah, Daryl Morey is arguably one of the most stubborn owners I've ever witnessed. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm assuming I work. I operate under the assumption that that's just him trying to get be, like the best yeah. trade offers possible. My looking at these trade hypotheticals, my favorite idea as a someone without a specific basketball team, as someone who just really enjoys good basketball, I do want to see him see if the Warriors can give up some picks and uh, Wiggins and maybe and probably another piece that I'm not aware of and see a Golden State Warriors team that already looks solid we're gonna we're probably gonna see Clay coming back in the future maybe not the near future but he'll probably be back this season um and then and then someone strong on the defensive side like defensive player former defensive player of the year Ben Simmons that could be that could be a return to the Warriors dynasty. Hey, maybe you should go go uh, ship Ben Simmons to Lakers, Parker, because that's what we're going to get getting into right now. Is the Lakers' shaky start? Uh, they've started off oh. started off the season zero and two. 
uh, Russell Westbrook not looking very comfortable in that lineup with LeBron, AD, and all those you know big uh, big names in that Lakers lineup. Um, they just lost to the Suns last night. They got um, routed by and the Suns. The, the, and then obviously uh, the fight, not not like a huge fight. It, it was just, it was just, what's the right word? A scum, or, uh, it, it, was, it was a scuffle. I don't a scuffle. I don't think hands yeah. were thrown. I think it, it was, was between just... it was between Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard on the bench. Uh, something you never want to see, especially yeah. two games into the season. Um, what's your takeaway, Parker? I'll be honest. I don't hate seeing it. Um, I okay. I don't want to see give players. Me, give me give me a reason behind that. I don't want to see players getting physical, but just two players yelling at each other and like these are these are professional athletes. These are the most competitive people that we have to offer in this world, right? Especially in basketball, they know they very, know the expectations they have this season, and it's a lot of pressure on them, so tensions can get high. Um, that said, I kind of like seeing this specifically out of Anthony Davis. The big issue okay. that people have had with him in the past, that I've seen with him in the past, I've read about, watched, and seen from his specific play is he plays not only better when he's pissed off, but he plays so well when he cares about the game. He okay. has been so on and off. He's relied on his talent so much o- over the course of his career. And when he got to the Lakers, LeBron, we've seen reports, LeBron told him, hey, let's get you in some stellar shape. Let's try to get some of these injury problems out. If AD cares this much two games into the season, what if this is actually the offseason that the Lakers had a fire lit under them? This is that this is that veteran team, that grizzled team that has all this fire behind them that really just wants this last chip before a lot of their players retire. Right. And I, I would kind of just go off I would I would agree with that in saying I think I obviously we don't know the main reason behind the, you know, little I keep I can't think of the right word, the scuffle or whatever. Yeah. But I would like to believe that it was caused by, you know, two players who want the best out of their team. Exactly. And they know they haven't been playing very well the, the start of the season. Obviously, I think that's, that's going to change over time. Oh, definitely. And you can look at it, and they played much better in the second half. This was going into halftime that this, mm. uh, that this spat happened. And um, in, they got routed for three quarters, but in that fourth quarter, they almost they doubled up on the Suns. You're right. Um, so we at least saw flashes of something. The main the main concern for me at least, because I have I obviously have no doubts over what LeBron will be able to do over the season. Obviously A D is also a phenomenal piece. If he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, which is obviously a, a big factor. And then Dwight Howard and Carmelo will give you obviously the little bits of the little bits that they There's still have left. I'm not hearing. They're 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 obviously past their prime, but they yeah. still can give you something. The main worry for me, obviously, I think, is Russell Westbrook. I mean, I already had serious uh, concerns and questions when they when they made that. Was it, it was a trade or a sign? Uh it was a trade, was, I believe. I can't remember exactly. Uh, it was a trade. It was a trade. It was a trade. All right, I'll I'll trust you on that. Uh, and Russell Westbrook, obviously, is a player who absolutely needs the ball in his hands to to be able to facilitate and be the player that we have all you know known him to be in the past. You know, for Washington last season. It was only, obviously Washington wasn't going to be going anywhere really in the playoffs, but that team was all designed to be built around you know Bradley Bill and Russell Westbrook, and I think that's what Russell Westbrook is best environment is when he is that leading guy. He's not even the the second best player on this team. Anthony Davis is. Yeah, I would I would I would I would one hundred percent one hundred percent take AD over Russell Westbrook. I totally agree with you. So I think it's just a very interesting dynamic because obviously. Just looking at the names on like a on like a on a def like a def chart like LeBron, AD, Russell. Oh my God, that's all the talent in the world. But how does that mesh? I'm they, not sure yet. And they have such different. Well, play well at least what we've seen so far is that it doesn't really mesh that well. 
Yeah, they, they have such different play styles. That said, I have seen some takes that if Russ can put his ego on the bench a little bit and put himself on the bench a little bit, if he wants to run this like this B squad and come off the bench, then we have. But can we can we, 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 can we really expect Russell Westbrook no, we to come cannot. off the bench? This I is, mean, this come is on. a strong hypothetical. Also, I just pulled it up. Yeah, it was a 2024 second round pick, a 2028 second round pick. Okay, Kuzma, KCP, and oh, Carroll, that's right. How Trez did Carroll. I? Yeah, okay. and number 22 overall uh, in in this year. So it was it? It was a trade. Okay. Yeah, it was a big trade. Uh, yeah. Um, do we let's move on to Parker? I know you want to talk about the NFL. We we always want to talk about the NFL, but let's talk about uh, Thursday night football. I believe. Yeah. Um. So. Browns beat the Broncos on Thursday Night Football. It wasn't anything special, 17-10, to 10, uh, slow game. Now, the take coming off of this game is, obviously, Baker Mayfield's out for a little while with an injury. He has a fracture in his fibula, I believe. As well he's, as he's a, got injuries as all well, over. As well as I think it was a torn, torn labrum. labrum or something. Fully torn like. labrum, and we just found out he has a, a, like a crack in the, I think it's his fibula, <laughs> um, if I'm remembering correctly. And he said that he's not playing until that's fully healed, is, okay. the, is what the team doctors told him. Here's the thing, though, not to kind of cut you off, but Case Keenum looked fine. He looked like yeah, he, he didn't look special. But we forget fine. how we forget how good he was for Minnesota yeah, like three or four years ago. He was I'm, obviously I'm not trying to say he was a top ten quarterback, but he's a but dude that he's a, he's so. a guy that can absolutely win you games with the roster that they have yeah he went 21 for 33 199 yards a touchdown now he did have a qbr of 45.9 but that's higher than baker this season really uh through okay. some good games like they did well against the chiefs for the the first three quarters mm-hmm. um they've had some pretty solid games they've had some bad losses but um going up to four and three is not a bad thing by any means i think they're four and three now i believe yeah they are four and three the afc north is besides the steelers it's Honestly, he's a pretty stacked division. When I tell you that it's the second best division in football, I, I mean it. Now, the the NFC West is much better. It's, NFC it's, West might, at this point might be the best division in in football history. It's unbelievable. It's so good. Um. Well, but now Russ is hurt, so it's not going to look like it. And Jimmy G and Trey Lance are both a little dinged up. But. When fully healthy, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um. But Cleveland looked solid without Baker, and we knew this. We knew that they're so dependent on their run game and their pass rush, and a pretty solid rebuilt secondary that's starting to look better with as games progress. So, do they need Baker, especially considering that he's seeking that contract extension? That will that'll hurt their cap in the long term. It will be very interesting because obviously we do not know how long Baker will be out for. Um, he seems to be picking up an injury every two days, yeah. honestly. Um, but. If Case Keenum is Case Keenum is able to win games, it not it doesn't even have to be by a lot of points. If he's able to just win games, yeah. I mean that has to say something about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, like, I don't I don't know. Case Keenum is not the solution, but I don't no. know if Baker is the long term solution. Ba- Case Keenum is the person that that shows you where the problem is. Exactly. Now I am hesitant to call Baker the problem. He's made some big plays for them How, when it counts. Okay, well, okay, explain. Uh, but he's had a turnover issue this year. He, Baker not, might not be the problem, but he isn't the answer. Oh, he's an- definitely not the he's solution. Not the an- or we, I was going to say he's not the answer. He's oh, not the, he's not the not. person that push, that puts you over the top. No, I, I, I can agree with that. They're, but I don't know if they need to be special at quarterback, which is why I wonder. They'll, they'll keep him on his fifth-year option, but after that, do they just turn him to the free agent market and see what they can get? Why, I mean, why not? I mean, what what have you genuinely seen from Baker Mayfield that makes you go, that guy was worthy worthy of the number one overall pick? And a guy that we're able to pay 
35 to 40 million dollars for i mean in fairness looking I, I it's easy to say that with hindsight but if you look at that qb draft class based on what we knew then we didn't know lamar was going to be so special i know but we're we're in so, we're in 2022 or oh, 2021 definitely. now but the other person that was up for debate was sam darnold and sam darnold looks worse honestly baker looks like He's, a better game manager yes so i i won't put too i won't give them too much flack for that pick but this, the strength of this team is not the QB, it's the O-line, which is right. allowing a dominant run game, which is allowing enough time for even uh, older QB, Case Keenum, to throw for 199 yards. But they had a third-string, uh, undrafted free agent, um, rookie, first-start running back. He is quickly quickly uh, won really over good. the people of who just love good stories. I do, yeah, I, do not, I did not mind watching Dearness Johnson run down the Broncos' thro- throat for two hours. That was um, his story is incredible. Like, oh, yeah. I, have you seen the photo of him? Uh, he sent is like a screenshot of his, of uh, of DM and Instagram where he's sending out texts to people in I believe the AAF league up in Canada, saying like, "Hey, my name is Dearness Johnson. Uh, I played at the University of I forgot, but and he's like saying like, can I please play for your football team? And now he's here." 2021 that's really cool and now and now he's playing great football at the highest level of competition that there is yeah i don't hate that and honestly yes a lot of the credit goes to the o-line and broncos aren't a great defense but they're a good enough defense that they're they're a very reliable defense exactly I so i will give enough credit he was getting yards after contact he was pushing so i would say i don't know if you need to if we're talking about brown's cap you don't need to re-sign Baker Mayfield. You don't need to re-sign Kareem Hunt. Just have a solid enough number two back let, and let those guys go to free agent there's, and get some more stars. There's a lot of moving parts there, but I would overall say that the Browns, for at least the next couple years, I think are still in a very formidable spot. Um, let's go on to the last, though, HQI headlines. Definitely a longer uh, uh, segment for HQI headlines than in the past. Uh, but I, I want to talk about this, about this headline just very quickly. Um if you guys don't know, Ty Ty Washington, who is uh, who's coming into Kentucky men's basketball this season, uh, was uh, was one of the top high school prospects in the entire country. He posted on Instagram, uh, I believe two or three, I think it was two days ago. Uh, he posted on Instagram saying that he had signed a a deal with Porsche, uh, and he, it showed him sitting in a new Porsche Cayenne SUV. Uh, which you look if you look up, is listed for more than eighty grand on Porsche's website. Uh, for, you, for those who are just completely unfamiliar with the, with the situation, college athletes now can use their name, image, and likeness uh, to sign deals with companies like Porsche, uh, which for years Parker was just out like completely illegal. Like we've we've seen players. I I I always think about to uh, about three years ago, three or four years ago, when a kid named Billy Preston, uh, who played at the University of Kansas very briefly, uh, was caught uh, in a. Uh, he was I can't remember exactly, but he was caught he was caught uh, driving a car that was obviously there's no way he could have afforded just regularly, uh, and he was forced to leave the team. So just this is just absolutely a complete change of scenario and just the scenario and just the scenario and just the
not use his timeouts and run that clock down and play for overtime. Mm. I instantly tweeted, this hubris from Mike Vrabel is going to cost him this game. And then then Josh Allen slipped, and I instantly tagged freezing cold takes on myself. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, to to kind of go along with that, like, seriously, the only way I can really see that she's losing this game is if they continue to turn the ball over, which is obviously not— Which neither of us see happening. I mean, it's not— I mean, it'd be kind of foolish of me to say that it like it won't happen because I've like, I mean, we've gone into each the, like each like each one of these Chiefs games like okay, this is the game, this is the game they're going to figure it out, they're going to play some safe football. It's like, football. Something's going to go right. wrong. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I feel like I feel like the second half of that Washington game where the Chiefs basically like they they went into that halftime knowing that there's knowing that. Uh, the second quarter was just horrendous, and they kind of just said, like, enough is enough. We're going to play Chiefs football. I think that's kind of a turning point, and I, I do expect to see that carry into this game. Uh, so to get at the prediction, I had the Chiefs winning this game pretty comfortably, and I have I have the Chiefs winning 38-27 to and a Mahomes beatdown. I think Mahomes is going to show out in this game. I wouldn't mind seeing that, especially against the Titans, as long as we all agree that the Titans need to lose this game. All right. <laughs> well... Well, yeah. Well, well, you don't understand my. I, I know, but we're gonna get it. We're gonna get into it right now because now we're gonna talk Cincinnati and Baltimore kind of quickly. All right. Um, uh, do I? Yeah. How about you start this one off? I'll start this one. Okay. So, Cincinnati and Baltimore, uh, the one o'clock game. Now, I find this game incredibly int- uh, intriguing, Parker. Like, I think it's honestly, um, like I know the Bengals are. I mean, four and two, and I mean, I I think they're one of the most underrated teams in the league, but. I mean, I really see this game coming out of the wire. I mean, Lamar, we'll, 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 let's talk about Baltimore first. Lamar this season has been absolutely incredible. I'm not trying to take that away. He has nine touchdowns. Uh, five picks was a little bit a little bit more than I would like. A lot of them didn't matter, though, in fairness. All now, right. two of them very much did. All right. And then uh, 90, 99.3 passer rating, which is great. on the Just on the ground, though, he's been an absolute monster, uh, averaging 65 yards per game with 6.1 yards per carry uh, to go along with two touchdowns. Uh, but Joe Burrow also has been very good uh, from the quarterback. 14 touchdowns, 7 picks, uh, and then 107.9, uh, 8.9 yards per attempt as well. Pretty solid. The thing that I'm kind of looking at this game when I take a little bit deep dive, I think, I mean, what's what's intimidating about this Ravens defense? Seriously? I mean, like seriously. Like the Ravens defense should not be scaring Joe Burrow. With wow. The level of play that Joe Burrow is doing right now, to go along with Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase and that, like, like I think Joe Burrow ha- will, has the opportunity to carve up this Ravens defense tomorrow. I really truly believe that they're bad. My they're Lord. bad. They're bad against the. They're bad against the pass, and they're okay against the run. And Joe Mixon is one of my favorite running backs in the entire league. Tell me why I'm wrong, Parker. Tell me why I'm wrong. Well, here's here's a question. Who would you rather have on a team right now? If Patrick Mahomes was was dying in a bed. <laughs> and 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 you can have and you can sign any free agent quarterback, but there's only two available. Do you want Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? Yes. So we're not, okay. Because I think this is um, an open and shut case. I mean, they're very. It's a very close battle. Really? I mean, yeah. Joe Joe Burrow is a great quarterback. Joe he, Burrow is a great quarterback. He just plays for one. He just plays for one of the like most oh. le- the least talked about organization in football. Oh, absolutely. Joe Burrow is a great quarterback. Justin Herbert isn't. It looks like he's going to be an all time quarterback. And I mean, the Ravens so you're routed telling, him. I'm last not week. saying that Justin Herbert can't be an all time quarterback. He's been playing phenomenal this season. But I think Joe Burrow, when you give him proper protection and weapons, which Justin Herbert does have, what's the real difference? 
arm, I mean, Joe, arm I mean, size, I mean, Herbert, true Herbert, mobility, Herbert, not getting Herbert's injured. a little bit more athletic and is taller, but and I, his football Joe IQ. Burrow's just a gamer. He just goes out and wins. He's he was a part of the greatest college football team in arguably college football history. Yeah, I, I can I can get behind that, and I will I will move on to my actual take. Um, let me yeah, let me hear yeah. what you let me hear what Did, you got. I'll, I'll try to speed through this. Like yes, I will acknowledge right now this game terrifies me as a Ravens fan. But as a football fan, this is going to be a really good football game. Right. Um, Joe Burrow has been clutch this year, honestly. Mm -hmm. Jamar Chase is number four in receiving and looks like a legit number one receiver after those preseason fears. I mean, those preseason fears, not to interrupt you, those those preseason worries were were ridiculous. But But they were there. They were there. Um, I've been waiting as someone who knows the Bengals for them to come crashing down as they always do. We Mm. saw a couple of years ago when they came out to a a 4-1 start, I think, or 5-2 or something like that with Andy Dalton, and the season just went downhill and they ended up with a top five draft pick. Um but they've had a top they have a top 10 defense statistically with not many new pieces they just ca- seem to care more this year uh and they've been productive they almost beat the packers uh if Evan McPherson the rookie kicker he got some yips um and that kind of <laughs> could probably cost him but it's not a huge deal but the ravens are on fire right now i'm right. sorry they they've been so productive and anyone saying that they could or should have been, been lucky in, right now <laughs> i was going to say people saying that they could or should be in the loser column more were largely silenced. Apparently, you're the exception by the domination of the Chargers last week, 34 to freaking 6. I'm not saying that the Ravens' win over the Chargers last week was amazing. It was, but that doesn't take away that they should have lost at Detroit and probably should have lost at home versus Kansas City. Those are not – but we're talking talking Baltimore Bengals. Now, that said – we all agree defenses take longer to click in the NFL than the offenses do. That's that's just a known fact, and it takes a little while into the season. And I think the Ravens' defense is starting to click. I agree. Three weeks ago, Joe Burrow should not have been scared of this defense. After seeing what they did to Justin freaking Herbert and a great Chargers offensive line and a and a pretty solid Chargers receiving core, I think the I think the Bengals should be terrified. Um, the Ravens should also be the Ravens should also be scared. Um, because Joe Burrow, yes, he has that arm, and they and Jamar Chase looks like a stud. But uh, and Latavius Murray being hurt is also scary. Um, but I'm more excited to see Rashad Bateman and the multi back approach that the Ravens are taking. I actually really like because okay. it means that you're not you don't know what style you're getting coming. You guys out of the have huddle. like every great running back from like 2015. Hey, it's working. <laughs> it, it's hey, we're five and one. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't until JK's back. I don't want to stay too attached to any RB one, um, and that's next year. I'm scared of the Bengals, but Lamar is one of the best deep passers in the league statistically right now. Yep. Um, he's still the most dangerous runner in the league. Um, I'll take this 31-21 Baltimore. Yeah, I was going to say, I did not get a chance to do my prediction uh, once you cut me off there. No offense. <laughs> uh, I actually have the upset in this game. I believe that Cincinnati is going to – this is going to be a statement win. There's there's one there's one game there's one game for where we just got to go all in. You got to go with your gut. I feel like Joe Burrow – Joe Burrow really hasn't had that like big statement game yet in his career, not the least of which I can. I can remember. agree with that. Not that I can remember. Um, well, he got hurt last year, but yeah. so I believe the Bengals win this game, thirty-three, Ravens thirty. Uh, I have a, a last-second game-winning field goal, uh, uh, securing the win for the Bengals in that one. Let's talk about the MLB playoffs really quick. in literally one minute. Um, Houston punched their ticket uh, to the World Series last night as they defeated Boston five to nothing. Once again, DH Jordan Alvarez. Uh, was on fire going four for four with a triple, two doubles, and a single. Legend. And then started uh, started Luis Garcia controlled the game going five and two thirds innings uh, with allowing no earned runs and striking out seven. So absolutely dominant performance from the Astros. Uh, now uh, the only series left is Dodgers and Atlanta Braves. 
Um, I think I think next series could go either way, but I do think Atlanta. Uh, now that they're at home for Game Six tonight. Well, you're going to talk about right now the one factor that I think I thought the Dodgers were going to pull this back, but something happened. Um, Max, Max, Max Jersey Max were, is not is not starting the game. They they literally just announced who the starter was, but I can't remember it because we got to get off air. Yeah. So we'll we will we'll, we'll, we'll absolutely be talking about the World Series uh, come next next week's episode. Uh, but that is going to wrap up today's episode uh, for HQI Sports. Uh, I am your host Josh Hobbs. I'm Parker Honda, and we'll see you next week.